You're listening to Avowed Cast, the fan community podcast for Obsidian Entertainment's future RPG video game titled Avowed. This is a podcast for fans by fans. We're not affiliated with Obsidian in any way, though we'd gladly buy them second breakfast. My name is Sora, and I will be your host each week as we talk about Avowed, Obsidian Entertainment, video gaming in general, and everything in between. It's my hope each week to be joined by fellow fans, maybe even you, from all around the world. Join us each week for topics that range from Aora lore, geography, cultures, characters, creatures, experiences, and much more. Uh Uh-huh. Well, whatever works, I guess. I guess I'm lucky we got similar views then. Or it seems that way when it counts, anyway. All right, so welcome to uh, Avowedcast. This is our Euro- European host that are here with me today and going to share their opinions on uh, basically what we saw in the trailer. And then we're probably going to also talk about some of the things they might want to see in the game or they hope to see in the game or things they may hope not to see in the game uh, and kind of talk about uh, Avowed Gaming, RPG Gaming, and gaming in general. So I'm going to give everybody a chance to kind of introduce themselves. First, I'm Sora. Uh, I'm from East Coast of the United States. I've been playing games forever. I cut my teeth on games like Baldur's Gate, um, Icewind Dale, those isometric games of old. Um, and then I, I've played just about everything since. I, I love all games, but I do tend to lean more towards fantasy genre games um, and tend to like the games that uh, give me more choice. Uh, when I'm doing things. Um, so Alex, you want to lead us off? Tell us about yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, hi, I'm Alex. I am an electrical engineer from Germany. I, I've i played games for, I don't know, forever since I was five or six with my big brother. Uh, we started off with Nintendo games. And as soon as I got the computer, I got into role-playing games like I mean, uh, like you, Baldur's Gate was a favorite of mine a long time. Um, also, I know almost everything from the Bioware of old, like uh, Lots of the Old Republic. Um, I also always liked, I don't know, third-person games like Morrowind, The Witcher. So this is my kind of stuff. But I tend to like role-playing games the most. Awesome. So parentheses, you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Computer scientist uh, from the Nordics. Uh, My gaming career started very early with a lot of uh, adventure games. And then I eventually, you know, graduated into more role-playing games and strategy games, that sort of thing. It's, uh, I I really enjoy stories in games. I mean, mechanics can be very interesting, but, but it's the stories that really get me. I, I consider myself kind of a law fiend to kind of try to get out as much information about the world that I'm playing in and try to wriggle it out of, of the game and, and the, well, behind the scenes, what the designer thought and so on and so on and so, so forth. So even if it's not really, you know, important, I really like it. Uh, so, yeah. Cool. Excellent. Thank you, uh, uh, Biggie. Hi, hi, I'm Viggy. I'm a medical student in the UK. Um, with regards to gaming, I'd say 
I've probably been gaming most of my life, you know. Um, I'm, I'm a bit younger, so, like, I haven't really played Baldur's Gate, per se, like, the original Baldur's Gate, but definitely Baldur's Gate 2 I played and Neverwinter Nights. Those were, like, some of my favorites growing up. Um, recently, I'd say more sort of um, Pillars of Eternity has probably been my most favorite game recently. Um, but RPGs are, like, generally what I enjoy the most. Though, having said that, I've played pretty much every genre of games so yeah but i don't really have time for playing many games per se but i really enjoy the the lore similar to what parentheses are saying really really love the lore so yeah that's what what interests me the most yeah quite quite diverse everybody's got quite a diverse extensive background with gaming and so we're really here for that immortal day that happened uh, july 23rd when the uh, trailer dropped at the Xbox Games Showcase, and uh, that was the first I'd seen or heard of it. I, and as far as I know, that was the first big announcement. Uh, there might have been something before that, but um, that's when we got to get a first glimpse of what this is all about. Obviously, from Obsidian Entertainment, um, who has a now quite a wide swath of games out there, uh, but is really known, especially in the RPG realm for the isometric uh, Pillars of Eternity series, uh, the first one, and then uh, Deadfire, the second one. Um, quite an extensive world, the world of Eora, uh, with lots of uh, lore and uh, lots to do. Um, but the trailer itself is kind of where I wanted to start. Um, I can share some of my quick thoughts and then I want you guys to kind of chime in and tell me some of the things that the first impressions you got when you saw it. So me um, coming from knowing uh, that my my love of games really stems from um, being immersed. I love isometric games. I love the story of isometric games, but I really like uh, games where I feel like I'm um, taken to that that first person level. So definitely, you know, Morrowind and uh, the Elder Scrolls games, uh, Oblivion, Skyrim, those those really connected with me. I, I love those. I do have some misgivings about those, which we can talk about later. But um, so when I saw this, that's probably the first thing that came to mind. Um, early in the trailer, I kind of knew uh, because I love pillars. So I kind of knew where this was coming from and what they were doing. Um, but all in all, I was just super excited to see someone else is going to try to take on this behemoth that's out there called Skyrim and the, the game that was made so long ago and has been reiterated on every console, every piece of equipment that you can do, um, and has been played to death by a lot of us and, uh, almost feel like it gets too much of the spotlight. I would love for more competition. I would love for somebody to come out with that first person slant to it uh, for adventure. So I was super excited about that, super excited it was going to be Obsidian of all people because they always have that, they already have that history, that background, uh, that lore already established for, for the continents. Um, so that was kind of my first impression. Super excited, glad it was them who was going to be producing it because they're putting out some really quality stuff now and uh just kind of excited to see more i guess um so you guys want to chime in anybody want to jump in with their first impressions yeah if, if it's okay I'll, I'll i'll give my thoughts first um so firstly let me just say when i saw the trailers goosebumps like legit goosebumps um so like because because i'm like a big pillars fan so i played the first game second game like multiple hours um 
probably probably close to around 500 i'd say for dead fire alone uh and i still haven't really finished like the main story i know what happens you know but i still haven't finished it physically because i keep remaking characters and you know cycle goes on and on but yeah no honestly i'm really happy that they chose to um keep the aura as as their setting because you know after the microsoft acquisition i was i was worried that they would you know just completely abandon pillars um in the sense that you know they did outer worlds and they got you know so much success with that and they could have easily chosen to do something different but i'm i'm glad that they chose the sort of ip that they have already um and expanding this universe i think is a is a great idea with regards to um the what you said um sora with regards to the um skyrim sort of competition i think that's 100% something that needs to happen cuz skyrim has had how many revisions now like special edition definitive edition whatever edition like it's getting <laughs> yeah. tiring at this point you know and and they're not doing anything like they still haven't really announced anything about the next um elder scrolls game and they don't have to because they pretty much have a monopoly on that market and it's really really important that that someone challenges them and i think it's great that that obsidian are taking on that role absolutely i'm agreeing with you that i think the problem with the next elder scrolls game is is that it's not in development yet uh but has there a hard on work for starfield so i mean we we all don't know exactly when this is going to come out but i think 2021 2022 maybe but i mean Bethesda don't really have any competition. I mean, no one makes games like these. I mean, sure, the Outer Worlds got compared to it, but that's budget-wise a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great that with the money they now have from Microsoft, they really can competes with Bethesda on that level and that's what got me really excited because Obsidian is a lot stronger from not really from a law perspective but from a storytelling perspective from how how the people you meet the NPCs are like I mean it's the Elder Scrolls is like a big playground and it's fun sure but they don't really have a lot of emphasis on the characters they portray but obsidian does so i'm really really looking forward to see what they will do on such a grand open world single player game that this is supposedly that's supposedly being made here yeah absolutely totally agree with what you said uh what did you think parentheses any any thoughts in your head when you first saw it well, uh, my first thought was uh, law based, but if, if we go back to this, sorry, technical problem. If we go back to the, the Skyrim comparisons, I mean, one of the problems with replacing Skyrim is that Skyrim has been out for so long, so any kind of replacement will have to do so much better. I mean, it's been what, almost 10 years now? So at it, least. Yeah. No. So if 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 uh, anyone has yeah. to re- replace okay, it, be be it made by uh, uh, Bethesda or anyone else, it's sort of like, well, yeah, it's people will go. I think people will will play it, and then they will go, yeah, well, but it's not Skyrim in uh, 2011. 
it's yeah, I, yeah. Francis, I just want to like add I think the reason mm. why people don't want to don't want to even approach that is because they might be intimidated in a, in a sense that you know Bethesda is such a big company and Skyrim was such a big game like it might be the intimidation that means that other studios don't want to even take on that role to challenge them yeah and it, uh, I feel I might be wrong but I feel it's like if Val were said okay we're going to make Half-Life 3 Half-Life 2 came out uh, well, how long ago? Well, certainly more than a, than a decade at this point. It's so like, yeah. it's, it's it sort of like nope. they haven't been working on it for that long, obviously. But it's sort of like the anticipation of of this mythical third game in the Half-Life series would be well, 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 it better be good. And and the same goes with Skyrim, of course. Because they've been busy with all other sorts of projects, uh, so they haven't just you know been been. I don't know, making hats for Team Fortress 2, but it's sort of like, well, it, it has to be good. We've been waiting for almost 10 years. No, that's true, but like we have to remember, Skyrim wasn't a perfect game. Like there were there were some glaring problems with that game, and I think that other studios can not only um, challenge Bethesda, you know, with similar types of games, they can improve on those massive problems that Skyrim had. Like the gameplay, for example, was horrendous. Let me, I'm just going to put it there. You know, the gameplay was terrible. Um, you know, you, you, I don't know. It was just like the storytelling was decent. You know, the world was nice, but there were problems in that game, and and I feel like studios should approach it, and that's what I'm hoping Obsidian would do. Absolutely, I'm just, I didn't enjoy Skyrim all that much, but I'm just thinking about if if I was a guy who enjoyed Skyrim, I thought Skyrim was a great game, and I had to wait ten years for a possible Skyrim replacement. My expectations would kind of be through the roof. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, sure. I think the main problem is that it is very expensive to make these kinds of games, and immensely, it's it's easier to just make something else, especially if you have developers who specialize on something else. So, I, I think that's just the main problem. No other publisher has a big team who can take on this kind of world building, or has any any real experience with it yet. I mean, aside from Ubisoft maybe, but the Assassin's Creed games are are in a different direction. Yeah, they've definitely moved uh changed direction to try to move towards that open world concept. Uh the one thing though when I was watching it uh that that made me hopeful based on the things you guys were saying was uh that it is from a series and a publisher that I think and that, this is just my opinion, is one of the stronger storytellers out there. I feel like Obsidian Entertainment really, especially with the Pillars games, I think focused heavily on the story and, and the narrative and not not to shame, you know, I don't want to bash Bethesda all day long, but that's another thing that I feel like, uh, especially in Skyrim and Oblivion, I feel like uh, almost, and I hate to use the word surface level, but there was not a whole lot of depth there. I didn't feel like, uh, I feel like the focus was more on the experience, less on the story. Um, and you could finish the quest. I mean, Skyrim, you can finish the, the main story in five levels basically, or probably less. And, uh, so the bulk of the game is really experiencing the, the world and through either side quests or exploration and, um, which is, which is great. And I love that, but I would really was excited because I know that, uh, Obsidian really 
takes care with their stories. And even with the outer worlds, they really create this narrative that, um, that can be quite engaging, in my opinion. Yeah, it is engaging because of the characters, mainly. And that's exactly. what Obsidian Strong Set is. So if they, I mean, we, we all love the Bethesda games because of the world building, basically. But they, they really do that great. Hmm. But they've kind of slacked in the last few releases. I mean, Morrowind was kind of strong, Oblivion kind of less so, Skyrim less even, and Fallout 4, I, I don't know. It's... No, I get you, I get you, yeah. Actually, I agree with that. I, I If I was to, uh, I like Elder Scrolls. I do like Elder Scrolls, but I do think that if you were going to analyze the, the sequence of games, they have not been going uphill. They've, they've definitely, but I think there's a reason for that. And I, and so this is something we can talk about a little later, but I think that they, I don't like to say dumb down, but I think that their goal oh, was just to, market appeal. Yeah. Yeah. Mass market to make it a little bit easier. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I don't think I ever died in Skyrim, but um, <laughs> yeah, you, you, there's no real threat. Now, Morrowind was a little different. Morrowind didn't have that adjusting uh, thing they added in Oblivion. I forgot the name of it. Uh, but the uh, scaling. Right, right. So you would walk into a cave and, oops, you know, you're dead in seconds because you went the wrong way. And that's kind of nice. Uh, so I definitely hope that. Yeah, sure, because you feel your character progressing, so you you can feel becoming stronger, and not just I don't know. I I have different gear, but all the enemies are still exactly the same difficulty because they just scale with me. Right, and that's frustrating. I did want to dip into. I know we talked about our initial impressions of the trailer, but I didn't know if anybody wanted to who has had experience with pillars wanted to share with us some of their thoughts about what they saw on the actual oh. screen. Is there any story connections? Are there are any continental connections or empires. What did you think about it from a lore perspective? So, yeah. Well, so um, okay, after um, you, after you, after you. Just quickly, uh, have you all seen the, the, I don't know if it's true about the spoilers, uh, not the spoilers, the leak. That the rumor out. leak. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, seen it. So yeah, my opinion was um, so. Of course, we we heard about the leak. You know, there was some um, thinking about it being in you know certain locations, like perhaps Living Lands, which is one of the um, continents on on Eora. So in the trailer, we didn't actually see sceneries that were um, consistent with that. Though I don't think necessarily that you know means anything per se, because of course it's just a trailer, and um, it, we shouldn't read into it too much, but. From, from what the post was saying, living lands were expecting more sort of like, you know, tropical um, environments, you know, a lot of massive plants, mm. huge animals and stuff like that. But the trailer didn't actually show that. Um, in terms of that particular setting, I don't, I don't know if you guys had any views on this, but it seemed very um, sort of idearant, like um, with the empire, you know, there's lots of, um, yep. you know, those um, uh, Woodican symbols and stuff like that. So... That's what I was getting from from the trailer. That's true. That's what I first thought also. But that uh, is, I forgot. Well, what was the land called in the the, the Living Lands? Christ. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the Living Lands are 
if you follow the law books, quite a diverse set of, I don't know, you, you have kind of everything. I mean, sure, the tropical theme is quite strong, but you also have, I don't know, icy mountains to the north and su mm. such. So, I don't, I, I don't know if it's true. I mean, we have Globerille who said that the leaker was legit. I mean, yeah, you can... Yeah. I mean, it gives... It gives Lika some legitimacy because Clobrid is rather known, I think. Right. And there was, so, and I do want to get into that. I want to go into the list in a little bit, but I know that parentheses, you wanted, you had something to say about the lore that you saw. Did you see anything in the trailer in particular that stood out to you and lore, lore perspective? Well, uh, I don't know if it's a lore perspective, but it does seem that, that from th this time on, we will actually be, um, well, there will be some more focus on, on Wodekind. <laughs> There's been a lot of focus in the past too, but we may be forced to, at least in the beginning, to work with, uh, by a pro Wodeka, you know, faction. I mean, the, the sword you have in the beginning has the uh, have runes for Oath, uh, Oathbinder. Bringer? Oathbinder, yeah. Oathbinder. Oathbinder, yeah, right. And and in the beginning, they talk, they talk about oaths and upholding them and they've been broken and, and now everything is bad and wrong and you need to work to fix this. I mean, the game is called Avowed. It's, it, it's, it's really <laughs> high on, 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 the, on the oath and, and following oath directions. So we may begin to see a, a game that actually focuses on, on Wodeka from a, a far different perspective than at least I got through the games. It was sort of like, of course you could play a character that was pro Wodeka, but I mean, you didn't really see that much positive things from Rudika, at least where I am yeah. from. I, I hate Rudika. I really hate her. I, yeah, I mean, it, it's easy to hate her. <laughs> but um, <laughs> fr from that, what do you guys think where where this game lies in the timeline? Because if if we are talking about all the broken vows, uh, it, it could be that this game is. Uh, it's a sequel to the Pillars of Eternity games. It could also be a prequel. I, I yeah. mean, I hope it's, I I, hope it's a sequel. Yeah. I hope to see the, the story progress after the breaking of the wheel, because I think it's also a, a kind of good, good story vehicle. So you, you have your, your artificial gods, and you have the broken wheel, so the artificial gods that were created to appease, mm. appease the people um, are now threatened and in danger. So, I don't know, what do you guys think? Is this a prequel, a sequel, or what do you want? You know, honestly, for me, um, with, with regards to prequel, I think it might be a prequel, in fact, because, you know, with references to Wudika in the in the Pillars of Eternity games 1 and 2, they sometimes refer to her as the queen that was. So it might be a prequel in the times when she was, you know, like this revered, you know, um, deity before she got exiled. Um, because, you know, of course, she was created as, you know, god of justice, etc., etc. But she wanted to overthrow the, you know, Ingwithan race and stuff like that. Um, it might be a prequel in that sense. Though I do get what you're saying. Uh, you, uh, you think... Uh, you think it's placed in the time of the Ingwithans? 
I don't know about Inguithans, but probably in the time between the destruction of the Inguithan race and then the events of Pillars of Eternity 1, probably in between that time, I'd say, at some point. But, yeah, I'm, but I'm not sure, you know. Uh, you, you see some reference to the other empire that formed around, I think, two, two to 400 years before the events mm. of Pillars of Eternity. So that, that mm. I'm not quite sure about that. Mm, uh, yeah, honestly, I'm not too sure to be honest. But yeah, the thing you don't, you just don't know because the trailer could, the trailer may may not be telling us the time period. It may be pulling from lore. It may be pulling, maybe creating the foundation. You know, I mean, it could. Oh, I see. It could definitely be saying, "This is what happened," but now. Um, so gotcha. I mean, you just never know. Um, I definitely see when I was seeing it a deer and empire uh, kind of feel to it. Um, maybe possibly evidence of the war of the black trees at the beginning. Possibly yeah. some uh, with the with the whole soul magic gone wrong with the undead. Um, but again, you just don't know if if that's telling you what the game is going to be or if it's telling you what was. Um, and what's going to be now is based on that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, the trailer is also, at least in my view, fairly abstract. It, I mean, when we see the, the archers moving back the arrows and then letting them fly, no arrows are going to fly that far. It's, it's, Hello, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a vehicle to show us different things that the, that the designers want to show us, and therefore we are to extrapolate a a mood, a, a general setting, high fantasy, somewhere in the aura, uh, Wodeka base, there will be ruins, it'll be first person, you can wield both the sword and magic, and there'll be nasty creatures to kill. Exactly. <laughs> um, hey, what are you, so I'm curious, since we all have such a varied background, um, um, we do have a lot of similarities, but some, some of us uh, may be uh, like, other games than others don't uh, if you were to be able to put yourself in a situation where you are tomorrow given the chance to sit across the table from the key designers for this game at obsidian entertainment and you were given five minutes um to tell them something that to plead to them and say please do this um what would you say to them if if you were in that kind of situation so so the first thing I'd say to them is to not forget like the whole foundation of their company in a sense like Obsidian are known for you know um, uh, working on the lore of, of the of their games and making sure their universe is nice and rich I think they shouldn't forget that that's my biggest worry I'd say in a, in a sense um, because they're tackling on this they're tackling this you know Elder Scrolls type of game um, and it's of course such a large scale project right so I don't want them to forget what um, makes them good, what, what people like about them pretty much. And the second thing I'd say is really, really um, fluid gameplay is, is what I'd um, hope for because Skyrim's gameplay was terrible. Like uh, swords, like when you, when you slash someone with a sword, there was no like, you know, there's no kick to it. There was no weight. I think if they could draw inspiration from The Witcher in that respect, uh, The Witcher 3 that is. Oh, wonderful game. Yeah, so I I think maybe that might be useful in in sort of approaching this sort of um, a project. You guys ever played Dark Messiah of Mathematic? I think that's the reference for first person close combat. Oh no, I haven't. No, I'll, I'll check it out though. What uh, is it about? Yeah, yeah, check, check it out. It, it's 
it's a multi-matching game. It was made by Arcane Entertainment, the guys that made... Oh, the Dishonored guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Then, wow. Uh, but they've made a first-person kind of action RPG. It was like 2006, I think, but that had really, really great first-person combat. It had weighted at uh, physicality to it that no other game really reproduced. Yeah, um, and so would there be anything else you would say to them, Alex? Would, what would your plea be as far as what you would like for them to consider uh, before they go back to development? Well, um, I'd like to have companions, at least one. Um, it's, it's an easy storytelling thing to have someone follow you along and explain the world throughout a bit of a comment about it so the world might seem a bit closer to you and it's not just info dumped by some random NPCs that talk to you like 30 minutes um, so uh, NPCs are always a strong point for me in, in role playing games in general I I really liked that Bethesda integrated them for example, in Fallout 4, a lot more than they did in Skyrim. But yeah, I just really like to have them. Also, I don't know, gameplay is not that important to me. I mean, if it's like Skyrim, I'm fine mm -hmm. with it. The main importance for me is, is story, really. Story, the, the feel of the locations, the feel of, of the lore. When you were saying that, one thing that popped in my head, and I mean, there's other games that are examples, but um, is uh, Dragon Age series oh, and yes, how yes, they yes. would give their characters, those NPCs, these deep histories. Um, and in a way, they did that a little bit in Pillars, but, you know, just the banter when you would have these people following behind you mm, would yeah, just... Sure. It was just a great, not just comedic, but Agreed. really made it feel real. Also, it's a great way really to learn about the world. I mean, we have to see uh, Avald is not not exactly for us. I think Avald wants to target people who are just fans of Skyrim or fans of these big open world RPGs. And you need to get across the law in a natural way, not just someone who just talks like half an hour to to explain you how this works and this works but you have to learn it bit by bit by talking to somebody or to by, by reading some short excerpts of a book or something yeah parentheses did you would you ask plead from them would you ask obsidian say please don't forget this yeah sure i would uh, plead for them to well if we have uh, Fall of New Vegas on one end and we have have Skyrim on the other end, then when it comes to focus, I would I would pick them to put it more towards New Vegas than Skyrim because Skyrim is a big game and you can pretty much role play yourself around there going blacksmithing or picking flowers and that sort of thing. And I'd rather it was more like the the New Vegas way where it was oh, the, the end of the spectrum where you're sort of like well there. Are, these are the themes we want to tell, and there are quests that sort of funnel you through these themes, and there are there are settlements and cities, and they all support this overarching or overarching themes. And 
And I would rather like that than a, a game where you can just sort of lose yourself because I'm a grown ass man and I got a job and I only have so many hours to game. And I'd rather, you know, have a great experience and a great theme and a great lore and a great story and great companions than an entire world I could lose myself in because if I want that, I can go out the door. Right. So you want you want quality. You want that 30. You'd rather have a 30 hour experience with with that richness than a 300 hour experience of pretty much doing the same thing at each town. Yes, I know that's perhaps not the most popular thing for a game that tries to be a Skyrim <laughs> replacement. But I'm sorry, that's who I am. No, I like it. I like that you said uh, that. That's a good point, really. Um, I would I would say I'm going to add one thing on mine. I'm, this actually shifts over to concerns that I have. Um, so if I was at the table, I would I would mention you know stories, my key number one thing. But my second thing would probably be I am a bit concerned, and and this again I don't want to bash Bethesda all day long, but um, I want a game where I feel fear. I want to feel like I could mm. die. I don't want to feel like I can play 300 hours and and never really feel it's jeopardy. Yeah, and and it, I don't know if they want to do the difficulty slider like they do for pillars or I don't know how they would handle that. Um, but I would at least like the option to feel like um, if there is a threat that that threat is real and and I could pay the price. Sorry, just leading on from what you're saying, like, um, so I, I'm like a big Dark Souls fan as well. So I'm not sure if you if you're talking about difficulty in, in terms of Dark Souls type thing, but like when you when you, um, for example, go up against the boss and you have like 100,000 souls and, and you obviously die like a million times, there is that sense of frustration, sense of loss. Are, are you referring to that sort of thing or are you just referring to just difficulty? No, actually, I'm I'm really referring to that. I want to feel like my character is in danger. I want to feel like mm -hmm. I'm not not necessarily permadeath, but I want to feel more. And to me, in a way, that is part of the challenge. In that, if you amp up the combat mechanics, if you make it uh, a little more skill based and a little less click based, um, then perhaps. You know, like if you play Witcher, for example, at the higher level difficulty, you you feel the threat there. You feel like uh, I I I'm, could be in peril in certain situations. You know, there's something so, so kind of like a, a get good game, pretty much. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you also have to kind of character progression that everybody. I mean, it's I think it's gonna be an RPG with levels, but. It, the thing I always have in mind is if you are gonna face, I don't know, a demon or something at first level, that thing should just wipe you out. Yeah, or an ancient dragon. I shouldn't be able to kill yeah. it with a bow and arrow, you know? Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, that, that, that's the thing. Um, I mean, in Dark Souls, you can kill pretty much anything if you're skilled enough. But uh, the thing is, is, something like that, I like the ancient evil thing that's lurking in some cave should just be a party wipe on on a first or second level character. Absolutely. Um, one thing so, I'm, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry, one thing I'm really excited about is, you know, um, in Pills of Eternity, I don't know if you guys have played the second game, so Deadfire. There's a lot yeah. of like... Um, like like fantastic monsters and like um plants and you know those um sporlings and those venom bloom things 
I can't oh, wait to see yes. them in 3D. Honestly, like they're gonna be massive. Yeah. Oh, the scale yeah. is gonna be insane. Uh-huh. So hopefully the, the they, they... Yeah. exactly. Well, exactly. just the beat, the bestiary, the bestiary for pillars compared to like again, since we stick with other scrolls, you know, is is so much more varied. It's so much more D and D like, I would say, mm-hmm. um, in that there's a little more diversity. And I know that that Skyrim and Oblivion and all of the they've really, especially since Morrowind, they've tried to make it more what they would say in the interviews realistic, um, mm-hmm. and that the ecos ecosphere, the whole ecosystem, it, it would make sense. But that you know, yes and no. I kind of want those crazy things occasionally, those crazy creatures yeah. that you. <laughs> it's it's what makes it fun, but but it's also difficult to animate these things to true, true, balance true. them and to, to I mean really it's development time that you're talking about yeah. if you have a lot of things that use different character animations you you will have to program these in and see that they work with I don't know if if the enemy is wearing armor does does the armor glitch if, if it has armor or right. how, how do I, how do I do a combat animation for that? So in a in, in a real three D game where you are in first person, it's a lot more difficult to put a lot of differently moving enemies in. So it's right. always easier to just have humanoid enemies. That's 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 a bit why we we mostly have those. Yeah, I, th- I agree. I understand. And from a technical standpoint, you're right. The more you you add on, the more you put on your team, and the longer it's going to take to develop. And I definitely don't want to see them get to the point where they feel like they have to farm out some of the stuff in the game. That would be a nightmare. Um, you know, I want them to kind of keep it in house and and do uh, it. I think what they already do. I mean, they are like hundred people, so that's that's not enough for for a game like like they want to build that's true yeah they i mean they've taken on a a behemoth there's no question about it impertinent boar i say i've had enough of you guards take this one away we're gonna end there today thank you for listening to avowed cast we really appreciate you listening remember if you want to be on the podcast with us uh, no matter where you're located geographically we want you here with us. We want to hear your opinions. Your voice matters to us. Just email us at avowedcast at gmail.com with all your information. Please include your time zone, location, gaming history. Give us an idea of who you are, and we'll try to work with you to see if we can get you on one of our live podcasts because we really want the community involved. This is a fan podcast. We are going to leave you today as we always leave you with the musical genius of Justin Bell. So again, if you will, uh, please close your eyes. Think back to your adventures in the world of Aora and get lost in the music.